0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to Everybody's a Comedian, where we get all up in comedy's business. I'm your host, Keith Graber, and with me as my guests are a couple of fellow comedians and comedy partners, Mary Bacay and Suan Weaver. Yay! Take a virtual bow.
1: Thank
0: you. How are you guys doing today? (laughs) Great. All right. So uh, we're here to talk about your partnership in uh, the world of comedy. Um, so let's get right into it and go, let's get, jump in the way back machine and, and let's hear about your origin story. How did you, how long have you guys been partners in common?
1: Thanks. Since 2018, right? 2018. Yeah.
0: That's not, that's not even that way back. Years. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We
1: a lot of different stuff though. Like we've had several iterations.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We, we start stuff together and then sometimes it spins off and then sometimes we start stuff alone and then we're like, no, let's do that together. Mm-hmm. yeah
2: that's a, that's a really good point okay since so 2018 so how did you meet we met at the fourth wall
1: yeah we did
2: okay yeah so we were just you know going a lot every day <laughs> like and then we just you know being not too many women that go to the fourth wall so mm-hmm. we just naturally kind of we're on the same page and mary's awesome so Mm-hmm. we just became friends and also we we're both like woo woo ladies you know yeah mm-hmm.
1: we totally are and also like i don't know i don't know if if uh, if the same is true of you sue one but i think it is it's like keith when you're a woman in comedy you kind of have to have a strategy that you develop relationships with other women because like we have to watch out for each other mm-hmm. so you know we know that a woman we make friends of isn't gonna like i don't know drug us throw us mm-hmm. in the car right <laughs> yeah. and so when we met each other first we were just like oh hey let's make friends we're both women in comedy and then we're like oh my god we work really well together
0: yeah you yeah. weren't sliding into uh each other's dms Instant
1: hatred either no we weren't yeah. we started with a larger group actually there were four of us yeah. um women oh, really? comics remember suan and we were doing the uh the artist way the four of us
2: yes that's exactly so right so like yeah we had four of us ladies and um we would have our little meetings and read together and then do the assignments. And then at the end of the artist's way, after you know, we're intense and doing it every day for whatever three or yeah. four months. Yeah. And then Hot Medusa came out of it. Okay. Yeah. And, we
1: were like, hey, let's start a show. Well, let's define. Well, and then there were people that like, we shouldn't do it this way. And we were like, fine, you don't need to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: I was gonna say did. that sounds like a lot of work, a four-way. Yeah. yeah.
1: It wasn't was gonna work. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, because in, and especially in the very beginning, we had one person that had very different ideas than the three of us. So then yeah. we we're like, ah, maybe it's not working out with you. And um so then the three of us kind of launched it yeah. together.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then after a while, you, Anna Grette, It was Anna die off. She's uh, you know, a sweetie,
0: mm-hmm. and She's she doesn't amazing. do comedy
2: anymore. She doesn't do stand up.
0: Yeah. You know, love- I. I've seen a lot of that, um, especially from you know I don't I don't know uh, your history with taking comedy classes, I know I started out in a comedy class and every, I, I think there's I'm out of the entire class, which is about 12 11 or 12 students i'm the only one who's still doing comedy. It makes sense. yeah Maybe. um I think I think um, a lot of people do it as sort of a workshop to improve other skills. Mm -hmm. um, like actors and stuff like that. Um, so you see that a lot. Okay. So what are, what, what would you say are the benefits of having a partner? Well, I
2: mean, for me, I feel like we are, you know, we're different, obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, we just have different energies. We have different strengths. Um, Mary, when I started, I had not been doing, I had taken a long break from comedy, even though I had started like in 2008 and then I quit. Mm-hmm. And I came back to it around like in 2000, I don't, know, I don't know. It's all like dates are all weird, maybe 20, end of 28, mm-hmm. So Mary had more experience and I liked her and I was like, Oh, like she can do, she has great contacts, different contacts than mine. And we have like different things that we bring. So. yeah. Mm. So
1: I think it's two things. There's like, uh, if you think about the partnership, you got inputs which is people's experience and what they bring to the table, as well as the people that they know, like you said, the networks, and also just our, our attitude towards the, the work, the art, what, why we do comedy. Like, and, and so that's the inputs and the outputs of the partners. Like you can do more shit with more people, mm-hmm. right? You spread the work out more. And plus I felt like when we, we did Hot Medusa together for over a year, and so what we did by the combination of both of us driving it, like there was a wide variety of people who came to it, you know, you know, as a producer, Keith, mm-hmm. who you're bringing is basically your friends. The producer is doing, you know, at least half of the work of bringing the people usually or more. Mm-hmm. And so with the two of us, we found that we could pretty much always fill it. Yeah. And we shared the work with booking and doing flyers. And so I think that's the benefits also aside from just that, there's the kind of the unquantifiable pieces of how what you're doing changes because you're doing it together, right? It becomes more of a group thing than any just one person's vision. So I like that too. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. That is honestly uh, a, a very accurate breakdown for the, for the people listening of how a partnership should work, successful one. A, I was going to say, A, it's the legwork Like doing all the stuff for the productions and just booking comics and and keeping up with the emails and doing all the graphics like that's a ton of work I don't think people realize how much goes into work work. and so being able to split that up. Um, And then also yeah like you said, the balance of your energy and and what you can bring to the table, Um, you know I know with Ed and I, we kind of, we balance each other in so many different ways and yeah. in ways that people don't realize either. And, you know, I think people like to to sort of make like this sort of comic observation of we're the odd couple, mm-hmm. um, but we have so many skills that actually do overlap. And I know for a fact, I can tell you, this would, would not even have gone into day two if there was one of us that was the, uh, I don't know which one in the odd couple was the disorganized one.
1: Yeah. Like we,
0: we would have not even survived a week with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we we're both very organized. We're both like, you know, making folders in the email and putting, (laughs) you know, sorting all the emails and and replying to all that, you know, and we take different, um, you know, uh, jobs off the table and yeah, there's a lot of technical stuff that goes into it. So, um, so uh, did you say, were there uh, other partnerships before this that either of you had that were unsuccessful? Have you?
1: Well, I don't know. Like, what, our partnership has morphed. So we started the show together, mm-hmm. and then we decided to stop doing that together. And then, but we're still really good friends, and so then we decided to do this podcast together.
0: Mm. So you yeah. have the, the Hot Medusa show, and, and the name of the podcast is Two Comedy Gals? Yeah. Nice. Um, and it's animated, uh, apparently. No, I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> well, and then Mary has her own. Sh- so Mary doesn't do Hot Medusa anymore. That's okay. just me. And then Mary has her own show that she also does at yeah, Flappers. I'm
1: my own called- show at Flappers. Yeah.
2: Ready, ready for primetime. For-
1: mm-hmm.
0: Nice.
2: Yeah. So then, you know, after splitting up, we're like, all right, well, we still like working together. We still have things that we can offer each other, you know, and we just had a, we had a slightly different take I guess especially at the beginning of the pandemic of how we wanted the show to go and Mm -hmm. for me I think I wanted to be a more activist and more
0: um you know
2: just just have a very strong activist point of view and I think you know Mary didn't want to go that far in Mm -hmm. which you know of course
1: yeah you know what and it's not like I'm anti-activist at all like I support all the things. It's just the people that I bring, like my audience, my network. I couldn't get them to go to the shows, and so mm-hmm. I felt like, well, what? Am, like I want, so that's why, like my show was a clean show, that's a bit more mainstream oriented.
0: Yeah, um, well, that's what creates a um, a healthy dynamic is to acknowledge the differences and where they lie. I think a good partnership is built around all the stuff you agree on stuff you disagree on that could be the you know that's your solo album you know just go and it's fine go do that and there shouldn't be any qualms about whether you know what you're doing as a side project versus you know this pro- as long as you're bringing like you're you're bringing it the the fair amount of work and effort to the table for the projects that you're uh both working on
2: right exactly
0: um <laughs> this is like a uh, couple's therapy this podcast <laughs> so far for for, yeah, for so- comedy
1: I honestly, I feel like we have a super successful partnership because we talk about everything. And like, we work that shit out. Like, that's why I love having a female partner because I'm like, are you man? <laughs> right. We
2: have really worked stuff out because we have had to, you know, like we yeah. have, have had, we've had disagreements and we're like, damn it, we need to manage at you right now. <laughs> so it's been good, it's been healthy
0: yeah so uh are there any like is there ever a time where your individual goals conflict with the your sort of partnership goals uh meaning like you know booking yourself personally on shows and that conflicts with what you guys have to do as a as a production team Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, no, like i'm always encouraging we're too like because we're i think typically female like we don't even headline ourselves on our own fucking shows mm-hmm. and i keep telling her we should but we just haven't done it yet
0: that's <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, true we dabbled I, in that once last yeah. year we just why not just try it you know
1: right you I mean, it, it's you know. your show right if you're a good headliner do it but no i don't think we've argued because we both were always like yeah we always get a spot and uh you know we can have other people host or whatever and that's the whole i mean in my mind that's why you produce a show right is so mm-hmm. that you can have spots and trade spots
0: doing it for the stage time that's that's it yeah, you know? yeah. But it I, feel like, I,
1: I think we did have some disagreements at some points in people we were booking
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know and then so that's kind of where it broke down when two people were booking but one show and like I might think I have three spots left to book, and Suwan so be like, "Oh no, I already, oops, I booked mm. those, yeah. right?" And so I think that's kind of where, if we, if I had that to do over again, I, I would have maybe made it, you know, trading off one person book all of one show, in one. Mm-hmm. How do you and Ed do it? Do, do you both book all the shows, or do you trade?
0: What we do is we actually, this is super nerdy, and you're gonna love it. Uh, we have a weekly meeting. Uh, on Tuesdays, and we sit and whenever we're we, we're a few weeks out for a scheduled show, um, we s- sort of go down and agree on the lineup. And you know, like what it, what it comes down to is is sort of like y- you should be prepared to give over fifty percent of the effort, but also be prepared to give a little more than fifty percent of the leeway. And if yeah. you you're flexible enough to do that then everything should be fine you, you got to know that it's not it's not the keith graber show it's liar comedy because and liar comedy is built between uh keith and ed you know and it's and it's never going to be 100 keith so i just gotta accept that and so you know i'm only going to have 50 percent influence on who goes on the lineup and i should be you know flexible enough to allow less than that if need be in certain instances so um yeah we kind of sit down and go through the lineup and you know as a producer there's a lot that goes into balancing a lineup too that a lot of people don't think about you know in terms yes. of like you know people's energies have you had them on too recently you know or are they are they too busy were they not bring all that kind of stuff like comes into play I, do you guys do the same thing or something similar
2: Well, we've had, when we were doing Hot Medusa, we talked about having meetings, but then we were both busy, you know, like both of us were working full-time and it was hard to keep track of all of that stuff. So I think that that was part of our uh, stuff that kind of fell apart too, is because we didn't, I think like we missed a few opportunities to really
0: collaborate like really tightly you
2: know which is like what it takes
0: yeah and i wasn't trying to show off we got lucky because we started in 2020 which is the the longest snow day in history um so we were you know both unemployed and sort of like had nothing but time in our hands and Mm -hmm. filled it up that way um yeah it's hard to maintain yeah
1: so one i mean don't you think it's made the podcast better because now we're a lot more careful with that Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, like and I know this about myself, and you probably might even have picked the hint, Keith. I'm very controlling. Like I like to control things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and like when I get stressed, that's my go-to. Like, well, I'll just take care of it and make the decision and we're done. Mm. And so, you know, I've now we each have our show that we're each in control of. So <laughs> you get that piece of it. But on the podcast, we're a lot more careful to always collaborate don't you
2: think so yeah yeah for sure yeah i mean we like have gone through our rough spots already and i feel like yeah now we're in such a different place and the the podcast is really different because we have a guest on one guest at a time yeah. and um you know so we're not, it's a, it's different and and we're good about splitting the work on it i
0: think and that kind of stuff how do you how do you decide on on the guests we just talk about it um
1: we with each other and then yeah you know and same thing with balancing energies don't want too many white people don't want too many california people Mm -hmm. don't want you know you want to mix it up an interesting island we like comedians who are interesting and Mm -hmm. have a story
2: yeah and then same thing like if if they've been on or or you know who who's gonna flow well and who we are gonna who's gonna have a story that's gonna be fun Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah how
2: often do you do the podcast we were doing it once a week Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we've got, we've got like eight or nine in the can, though, so we've taken a couple of weeks off. I think we have one tomorrow. When is she? Is that tomorrow? Saturday. Oh,
0: sh- yeah. When I started this, I made the um, the promise to myself that I was just going to do once a month. So, I, you know, there's no way mm-hmm. I can overbook myself. That's, that
1: that's is great. It is hard doable. to do it every, every, every week.
0: Yeah. I have another podcast that's weekly and that's starting to uh yeah, we gotta we gotta dial back on that one. I'm sorry. you
1: okay. want, well, I do need to check the time because I didn't know that we made a nail appointment for me on Saturday. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Um okay, so uh so what are some of the biggest factors that uh present a challenge or a conflict in a partnership? that um and how like how would you overcome them if you were giving advice to somebody who just started doing what you guys do what would you say like you know to a young couple like you were like it was a wedding yeah. like never go to bed angry
2: right yeah I, I never followed that advice which i thought was probably <laughs> good advice <laughs> um yeah i don't know well No, I think that, you know, you have to be willing to communicate and get uncomfortable because Mm -hmm. you're going to have disagreements, right? Like this is just part of being human as we're going to have personalities. And sometimes you're going to, you're thinking that you're doing something that is working and it might not be working for the other person. So you kind of have to be willing to talk about it. You're going to have to be willing to compromise, you know, if you're not willing to compromise, then it's just like forget it. Don't even yeah. do it. Yeah, and Absolutely. I
1: think also you have to listen to each other. You have to trust each other. Like, because like here's a good example. Okay, sometimes I'll make decisions based on emotional stuff that's really maybe not valid. Like I have this irrational hatred for someone whose name I'm not going to say, but I'm pretty sure you both know who it is.
0: Well, if if okay.
1: All right. And so sometimes I'll make decision that's based on that irrational, my emotional reaction to something that's only in my own mind. And Suwan mm-hmm. is like the one person in my life can you know, go like, girl, when she ever texts me that G R R L L dot dot dot, I know I uh oh. Fucking up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you are very emotional. So um, to me that's not a bad thing. You know and usually i feel like i can just like be like ah hey hey um and you know and then sometimes i have like my downsides too like my downsides are like i'd just rather go away (laughs) like you know what so you know
0: i think like having a uh an awkward or uncomfortable or confrontational conversation is better than building like any kind of resentment
1: yeah, or just quitting the partnership, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's not the way you're going to grow. Like, do you and Ed, like, do you have things where you will be like, Ed, you're always, you know, fill in the blank, and it's not working for the partnership, or he says that to you. Do you guys ever?
0: We're very out? direct with each other. Um, you the know, guy thing, I think. Yeah, we don't have a problem. I don't, I don't like to walk away thinking I should have said this, or I should have said that. And I don't have a problem when somebody says something to me that I don't like. You know, I just I process it and I deal with it. Um, I don't know if it's a guy thing, maybe. Um, it could be, I don't know, maybe it's an East Coast thing. Ed's from Pennsylvania, oddly enough, and so am I. Oh,
1: and, that's right. You know,
0: we're straight shooters pretty much. And um yeah, I mean, you know, you've seen that we do roasts and stuff. We're roast comics, roast comics have tough skin you know say whatever you want whatever it's it's either going to be right or it's going to be wrong I don't care you know um but like it needs to be constructive we need to do something about whatever the challenge that we have now is and then and then move on you know um so I I don't know we kind of look at it that way and, and we never really I mean we disagree quite often and you know like I'm the sort of I'm a little bit more of the wacky visionary in the you know i'm like let's do this type type of show this production and you know if ed shoots it down he shoots it down whatever like that could be my side project you know
1: yeah Um, you guys have all these great creative ideas like i love the shit show and all those mm -hmm. different little segments and
0: yeah and ed has ed has uh he's the executive on locked in a dungeon which is a comedians playing Dungeons and dragons production that's going to come out soon it's going to stream on twitch um it's a pretty fun production. We have, we we had CT Adams. He did the, uh, the rap song intro for it.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. Awesome. And we
0: hired a, um, uh, really good artist, uh, Victoria <coughs> Troller and she, uh, does like anime and fantasy, um, uh, illustrations and she sketched all of our characters.
1: Whoa. You know? So
0: there's me as a, as a warrior monk dwarf, um, you know, sketch, there's Christina as a uh, as a little gnome. And so it's, it's really just fun stuff just to have a good production, you know? Um, and then we do the roasts and we do the shows and it's just, I don't know. I, I feel like there's no reason to hold back, just do whatever works and have some fun, you know?
2: Right, that's awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: I think I agree with that. And, you know, cause like, look, Swan did all these graphics, like Swan's a visual artist. Where I'm like a finance person. So like we tend to cut things along those lines. Yeah. But it seems to kind of work out unless, you know, I think I think it kind of tends to work out. For well, us. you need
0: both. Yeah, yeah. You need that. Like those finance skills, like that's the organizing. So that's what Ed does. That's where he comes from. He um oddly enough, we're both we both come from a culinary background. So I'm I'm a chef and he's a kitchen manager. And so he has the breakdown for all the, you know, all the money, every, you know, he makes the spreadsheets and, you know, I'm used to like, Hey, check this out. It's delicious. You know, like the artful, you know, stuff. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's good to have that balance and you definitely need somebody that is going to have, uh, a good head on their shoulders when it comes to keeping track of money and making spreadsheets and accurate recordings of things because that's what you're dealing with it's what at the end of the day you're doing this and you're taking in money we're, we're not maybe doing it for the money yeah. <laughs> i just laughed at myself by with that concept but um
1: <laughs> oh my god we used to lose so much money on that. right oh my god don't even
0: but you still want to keep track of how much you're losing right
2: well this is an interesting thing right because there are comedians who do shows that they're doing it for the money. It's very sp- specific, uh-huh. you know? And um, I don't know, it's a, that's a, that's a really interesting, It's and, you know, it's like, it's interesting to have that take and like to say like, I'm only doing this for the money. And then mm-hmm. The way that you're booking and the how you're producing it is all because you're going to make money. But like, I don't f- really feel super wonderful just making money off of my friends like this. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I want it to be more organic, you know? Yeah, we're, we're in the in between.
1: Yeah, I do it to create spots for people and to create opportunity. Like, that's what I like.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that exactly.
1: Grow, just like so many people help me by putting me up. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah we're in the in-between world uh there there is money to be had in this business but like i feel like you have the the sort of the new comic bringer show system uh, as a business model and then there's the you know the headliner and big name system that and we could name i know producers who do both and i'm sure they make money i know they do make money at at both systems but we're in this in-between ground where we're the mid-grade comics that are trying to make a name for ourselves that are just basically producing this to have something to show, to show a body of work and to get stage time and all this other stuff. Um, so yeah, every, you know, everyone at every show is like friends and family. Like there, I I don't even know, like we, we have a show coming up on the seventh and I, have you guys booked the Chateau yet? you Have not yet. Uh, yeah, you probably will uh everyone's doing it all so you know like all your friends are doing it so now I'm you're excited along. about your show I'm definitely coming it's going to be fun but the thing is like I'm sure every single person in the audience is going to be like you know a friend or a, f- a family someone the comics know you know and that's great it should be that but it's different than the dynamic of other shows and I think that's where the money is when there's a a market you know either the public want to see a big name, or you know, lots of bringers um, on a lineup that are doing comedy for the first time, you know, and they can bring in tons of people. Um, So I don't know, uh, you think we're just in the middle ground and there's some growing pains?
2: Yeah, that's what Mary and I have called ourselves that we're in the mid.
1: (laughs) We have, because it's like, if you're doing comedy for money at our level, you're doing it wrong, Mm -hmm. right? You're not going to make money till the end.
2: Well, I mean, I want to make money like going on tour and get paid doing comedy, but I feel like these shows are more like a labor of love to get to do the other shows and go on the road because then I'm establishing myself as like a producer and a, like a regular performing comic, you know, and like being able to bring an audience and that kind of thing. But yeah I don't know like just saying like I'm gonna make money off of this show and like what's a good amount of money then like what would be the I mean like not $30 Mm -hmm. Yeah. you know okay if I'm gonna make money then what does that even mean like I'm gonna be making like I want $500 then (laughs) like you know otherwise we're not what are we talking I don't know I just am I being weird it's hard to say
0: no that's that's I mean if you want to make a living if if you have no other source of income that's what you would need you know to to make this viable and the numbers just aren't there for the most part you know so it's it's a grind you have to you know i did a shift from you know i i was uh, a chef and i made the choice that no i want to focus on comedy and you can't just like on a monday be a chef and on a tuesday you're a comedian you right. know. um you'll be broke and living on the street as a comedian and not being a chef so there's this transition period where you're you're ramping up comedy shows and you're ramping down chef gigs and you're prioritizing one over the other and i think it's it's taken me about a year and a half to get like to a point where now i can prioritize comedy and sporadically take chef gigs
1: yeah i've been in that space five years ed and i'm still (laughs) I definitely prioritize comedy and acting, but money-wise, the day job is still a heavy hitter for me.
0: Yeah. Well, is, is acting your, uh what what is your day job, Mary?
1: Uh, I'm a consultant for a financial company.
0: Okay. Heavy hitter. All right. That's that's a good day job. Um, I, I was, I thought you were going to tell me that acting was your day job.
1: <laughs> no, 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 acting, that's when I fuck off from my day job. Mm-hmm. I can tell them
0: and there's an overlap between acting and comedy right yeah where you can sort of you can there's promotion self-promotion and branding and stuff that overlap for sure and
1: not only that i think there's some skill sets you know like especially if you do characters as a comedian Mm -hmm. you know on stage a stand-up has to go into character like that it's different from going into character as an actor you know but i think there's some similarities like if you get to where you can go into character quickly then you have that skill set
0: yeah um okay so let me ask you this are there any actions that you guys do are there any like uh what do they call it self-care are there any self-care procedures that you do for your to maintain a healthy relationship with each other a, a good partnership do you know do you like? socialize do you go out to dinner do you do things like that to make sure that that um you know
2: well we just got a long long covid break
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but you know what we do the cacao journeys like we do woo woo stuff we do shamanic journeys and shit
0: yeah i was gonna i was gonna say like is it goat yoga what is it like is it uh hiking the girl that
2: started goat yoga as a friend of mine. She went to yoga training. We went to yoga training together years ago.
0: Sweat lodging. Yeah. What like their spiritual journeys. We but right, it, can't, it can't just be all business. Um, no, we're because, friends. We're yeah. real
2: friends. And so, um, yeah, we used to get together and go have drinks and have dinner and stuff like that. And then I got sober and so I didn't drink. But now I drink again. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but um yeah, I think we we do our little journeys together and get have, have little get togethers. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's also like the self-care that we do is we're careful about our relationship. And we really also, we share where we are in our spiritual journeys. And we have that in common. So that that's, it's something that we have something in common besides just all the comedy stuff that we do. Mm-hmm. Like to me, Sue on that, brings a strength and a resiliency to Mm. our you know regular world partnering
0: yeah and so and you never experience like competitiveness with each other
1: all the time
0: really (laughs) all right this is the dirt section of the podcast everybody so um if you want to pause and get a drink, make some popcorn, this is where it gets good. No, um,
1: first because I'm always jealous. And so, and I am often like, I'll talk about it. A lot of people don't like to talk about it. Like they, 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 they shame, they shame themselves. They feel jealous, but jealousy is a human emotion. No. Oh, we're oh jealous. Yeah.
0: Dang comedians, it's fine. comedians are jealous animals.
1: We are. By nature. It's natured. totally normal. Mm-hmm. But like the thing with me and Suwan, it's just like, oh, Hey, who books them?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: easily ask, or we could even say, like, I'm so jealous. Like, I'm so jealous of um, you were on the show uh, last night or the night before, Suwan, and you're all like, "Oh, I regret that." And I'm like, "Well, I wish I had a chance to regret it, Suwan."
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, I feel like what we—it's healthy. I don't feel like it's like we're we're jealous to the point of like it's a problem, you know. It's more like we're jealous and then we still support each other and try to always help.
0: To me, it's like a good jealousy. You sort of have to bring it back to the, uh, like you're going out for provisions and you bring that back to the, you know, to the community.
1: (laughs) Right. You can't like wallow in it or let that emotion own you, but it's okay to be aware of it and acknowledge like, yes, I feel jealous. I mean, there was this one lady who's a way less experienced comic than me and she booked like, a really great gig. And I was so jealous. And I said, like, I'm so jealous. And it ended our friendship because she was just like, ooh, yeah. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. Meanwhile, nine other people were it felt exactly the same way, but just didn't iterate that. And she's still friends with. I don't thought too much.
1: I'm not
0: sure. You know, I Probably think
1: this, this is a weird
2: thing with con with comedians, right? With shows. Um, like when you're booking your show you obviously have a certain amount of spots. You, you do them more often. Yours is every week, right? Like you do a show every single week.
0: We do uh once a month for the live show, the uh, stand-up showcase. Oh, it's only once a month. For some reason, I thought it was more often. We are every two weeks and then we dropped down. We just wanted to make people miss us more. I don't
2: know.
0: <laughs> right. Well, so,
2: you know, and then you have, people that you wanna book and then people that are probably pitching you to get on the show, but you can't have everybody. Like, you know, you only have a certain amount of spots. And I I actually end up feeling really bad that there's people that I know I would like to have on or I didn't get to. And then I feel like it creates something weird, you know? Like, I don't mean to diss anyone, you know? But it's almost like, you just can't. Like, what are you gonna do? You only have a certain amount of spots
0: yeah sort of a catch-22 when you're producing um and i i wonder also if you're producing do does that sometimes backfire on getting booked on other people's shows because Mm -hmm. people assume you have too much going on and you're not going to be a big bring because you have your own productions right you know i've thought about
2: that yeah
0: i i you know it's it's weird and maybe it's just me maybe i'm just like i don't know being jealous with myself i don't even know what what you know, what um emotional fault that is, but it's just like, you know, I always question everything. Like, is this something? Or did you know, are they is this a slight? Is this whatever? Yeah. I don't know. I um, feel bad.
2: I seriously feel bad. Like if there's I I can easily think of like five women that I never got to have on that I feel like what kind of trash am I that I didn't have them on? You know, because they're awesome. But then it's like,
1: (sighs) like, that's a bit where we're a little bit different too, because like, I feel like, look, I've suffered for 12 years on wanting to get booked and not being booked for whatever reason on a million shows. So I don't feel bad about the people. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to book someone, it's because I'm wanting to fill out a lineup in a certain way, Mm -hmm. even like with ethnicity or people who I haven't had before or people who are older or LGBTQ, like I want to balance it. Mm-hmm. so i do not feel bad and also i like to do what Suwan doesn't like to do which is i'll give short spots i'll give three minute spots mm-hmm. right to a white lady and you know what knock yourself out with your three minutes and remember Suwan, like we disagreed on this because she's like no such a short spot it's disrespectful we should you know but so it's always a, a trade-off but it's our business right yeah everybody and has to deal with it
0: we have a similar dynamic although it's it's sort of different you know like those it's the same kind of balance but uh, there's a couple pieces in a different places mm-hmm. with me and Ed um and you know like I I like to always have an inclusive I'm always pushing for the inclusive thing but then you know I I feel weird like I'm playing like ice cream flavors with people and it's just you know it feels wrong and Ed's like I don't care fuck you know <laughs> whoever you know like he goes more for did they make me laugh? Um, you -hmm. know, that kind of thing. And, and then, but then you're also factoring all these other things. Like, does this person bring a lot? We know certain people always bring, there's a couple of people who always bring. So, you know, that they get thrown in to the mix. And, um, I don't know, there's, there's all those kinds of factors and you just, it's, it's a weird to like, it's a weird business to be playing like chess, you know, with a lineup with real people. But
1: also guys, we're producers, we're producing entertainment, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right? And like, I was super careful in the lineup for my show on Sunday. Remember Suwan? I was very careful. I had my not too many white people. That was my mantra. And Mm -hmm. that was the best. I think that's the best show I've ever produced. It
2: was a great show. That was amazing
1: because I'm just like, I'm going to give all these other people a chance that maybe I haven't seen them because I'm not in the shows they're in. And I'm like, And it was. So I think that we're producing entertainment and you have to think about that shit.
0: Yeah,
1: I just really think
0: I do think about it because we're, you know, as inclusive as you are personally, the world doesn't know that the world's seeing your lineup, the world's seeing your flyer, the world's seeing your show. And they think you know liar so white or this or that whatever their their reaction is and they so you're you're nothing until you show people what you are if especially in in the entertainment world um but i've had the opposite sort of i've had uh situations where lineups shows are are fun and whatever because of the, a certain dynamic that exists between the people on the lineup mm-hmm. um the the rapport is is way more important is one of the biggest factors especially with the shit show mary like you were when your your episode of the shit show was one of if not the best shit show ever and i'm not going to take credit for the writing like the writing was not there for that to be a good shit show that's not it at all like for some reason the rapport of that that lineup is what made that show happen and i think i had four white women you know two white guys. Yeah, we were all and,
1: I remember going like, ooh.
0: Yeah. And you know, sometimes I do try to make sure that that lineups are inclusive and you know, but sometimes I just let go and it works. It's weird. It's I don't know, it's it's hard to navigate those waters, right? Yeah, and sometimes well, on your show on the shit show, it's different
2: because there's like that there's specific questions and that kind of stuff. So that's like different than doing like your set for
0: sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I do feel like, um, like on my show, even I, I have all these things, like in mind, you know, dynamics and age and ethnicities and not having it be all white and it's all women anyways, regardless. Um, but then, you know, I think that some of the dynamic is because I'm also, outgoing and friendly and wanting everyone to get along well and and create a rapport that's mm-hmm. like before the show you know
0: yeah so, yes. and I,
2: it's palatable i think when the show starts that you know people can notice it's like it feels good
1: i think definitely people do notice that so, yeah like well, the, the last thing i want to say about this is i really see it like i'm a white woman i definitely have all this privilege right and there's not a lot i can do to change the world like just physically i already have 3 jobs i can't be out protesting and stuff but this is something i can do to like in a small way push back against institutionalized right racism that exposes me only more to other white people mm-hmm. right and so for me i take it seriously as an opportunity to make just the tiniest bit of difference i really it's important to me
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: it's great that you said that it's nice yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah um we we try to do the same thing with uh liar comedy i'm um, just gonna people i'm gonna take credit for what mary said and say same z's ditto to so that no i'm kidding that's
1: why i love you guys yeah
0: but but no we, we're we try to be we also try to be organically inclusive uh and, you know, we just want to make everyone feel welcome. Nobody's out for any reason whatsoever. And then whoever stays, stays, you know. Well,
1: that's the reason why your mics sell out like that. Right. right. Oh,
0: done. I, I was going to say uh, about the, the show thing. So uh, one thing that we tried with the Monday mics, you know, we tried to spice up life and make it like this fun, crazy, you know, Ed and Keith are the uh the the two muppets that just hackle everybody or whatever you know and just have crazy tags and and make a fun mic and what and it ended up happening is just turned into a regular mic you know um because people didn't take they didn't take it as seriously they came and went and we basically came up with a cure for quality um so we're going back to the regular liar mics which are you're locked in the room yeah you know there's a good rapport these are good comics everyone's here they're serious about comedy Every it's inclusive people are friendly um but it's for grown adults you know it's for people who are grown and sexy this isn't like no no jackasses allowed uh you know we're not going for all the comedians that look like they smell like cigarettes that just want it, like that. they look like they live outside you know what I mean <laughs>
1: um
0: <laughs> you know who I'm talking about
1: there's a lot to be said for one hour you're in you're out it's yeah. efficient
0: yeah and it's fun and and like the you know we, we have a, a rapport almost every night we we know everybody you know we we start to remember like people's material you know like we can do other comics material because and yeah. so we're building some sort of like comedy community I think that's important too
1: yeah it's really important because it's so positive right and we're all drawn together like little positive neutrons right someone who hits your mic one time goes like oh this is nice and i know like a lot of other comedians i won't even mention any names and uh, who are like comedians like us at our same level who are doing mics and not at all the same vibe mm-hmm. a lot of like oh, I'm stuck
0: here. yeah
2: yeah they didn't get that memo that it can be nice
0: yeah we're like when you go to, I don't know, like a department store and they have like a couch in the, the women's room or something, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's well lit. And there's there's like music playing. Like that's our vibe is like, no, no, we care here. Like we're, we give a shit. You know?
1: Wash yeah. your hands. Take your time. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> would, you, would you care for a minute? Yeah. There's... <laughs> Put your feet up. Just relax. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Let me ask you this. Uh, individually, Uh, what are your comedy goals for the future and how does that uh, contrast with uh, what you know maybe your production your team production goals are for the future so we'll start with you Suwan
2: you know of course I want to have a comedy album and go on tour and Mm -hmm. be an internationally known comedian and actor right that's not even a joke that's just what i really want someone asked me the other day like if you would have something like you could have your wish of something that it wouldn't go wrong and i was like well then yes i'd love a netflix special right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) if it can't go wrong give me a special (laughs) right now but in the meantime i'm just working on my you know working on my hour Mm -hmm. and um just on my own right like i don't have to be performing it out there yet And how does it conflict? Well, I mean, so if Hot Medusa right now is more like a labor of love and even our podcast too, it's a labor of love. Like we're doing it because we love it, not because of money, not because, but really because we want to have spots and and give spots and perform and kind of do something that's like bigger than just me getting on someone else's show. Then um, maybe that might have, As I, as I become more of a touring, touring comedian, you know, then maybe there's less time to do, to do this, but we'll see what
0: happens. Yeah. And Mary?
1: Gosh, you know what? Actually, my comedy goals, I've always done comedy because I want to do acting. Right, so I love comedy because I get to write my own material and do it how I want. And there's a fast turnaround cycle, but also like my first love is really acting. And so for me, what my goal would be, would be to get a great part on like a sitcom or something. Mm-hmm. And then just every so often, I will be able to go out and tour a little bit like on the weekends, but I don't want to be a touring comic. I,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I've seen that life. And I
0: don't... It's a grind. <laughs>
1: right? Not even toured a lot, but enough to know like, "Mm -mm, no, that's not what I want. But I love to make people laugh. I love to give folks like a little vacation from their everyday life. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So for me, that's what I I get out of it. I'd like to have my acting. And then if I'm a bigger name on a show, then I can get booked and I don't have to go chase and send EPKs all over. So that'd be, that'd be my goal. Mm.
0: So uh let's say both of you achieve your goals. What would the future look like for the Mary Biket and Suwan Weaver joint, you know? Uh what like what type of so Mary Bakay, you're a famous actor on a sitcom. Right. Suwan Weaver, you're a touring comedian with uh a bunch of albums under your belt.
2: Oh, you could put acting in there. I mean, I've had
0: years of acting experience. And, and as some guest spots on Mary's sitcom. Got me those what what production would you guys cook up together
2: i have an idea i mean to me i would want to make a road comedy with mary and have like to a movie with mm-hmm. me and mary being like crazy fucking bride oh, no. yes.
0: <laughs> yep like an like, 80s movie like a comedy romp yes steal a car
2: yep exactly mm-hmm. like maybe we rob a bank mm-hmm. i don't know like we have to dress up like mafia sometimes like
0: dumb yeah. and dumber you're, you're, you're you trade your van for a moped I,
1: I think that would be hilarious and like we're meeting all these strangers and you just mm-hmm. tell lies i mean not because you're a big liar but just because like it's you're just in the moment right you're just like improv i think that would be a blast I would love to still have our podcast too, because I think we could do it from wherever we are. And I love talking about comedy with other comedians and, you know, especially women. Yes. You know, so I would love to keep on doing that.
0: I love it. I love all those ideas. Look out, Joe Rogan.
1: Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I
2: mean, please
1: don't, Rogan.
0: don't dream it, do it. Uh, I can't wait to, I, especially the movie where, uh, you know, Suwan and Mary travel the country right yeah the cannonball run the the, the hot medusa run
1: Thunder force but with comedy Uh
0: (laughs) so i'll look out for that in my netflix uh (laughs) upcoming yeah okay guys we've reached the end and we're at the part of the episode where you get to name your episode so what would you name this episode um you guys can pitch some ideas here it's like a writer's room there's no wrong answers but we'll make fun of you for bad ones no i'm kidding
2: well, honestly, like I would, I would even just call it like the name of our podcast, Two Comedy
0: Cows. Because we- right. that's a That's an Uber plug.
2: He's <laughs> like, why wouldn't we? It's like, wait, but I mean, you're, we're all, the three of us are together. Honestly.
0: Well, no, it's fine. But you're getting like heavy editing. Like, <laughs> so wait, the, the name of our episode is delete the first seven hours <laughs> and, no, go ahead. So, what do you what What do you think, Mary? What's your pitch?
1: It could also be like Suwan and Mary's dream house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go. Suwan and Mary's dream house. That... The
1: uh, 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 Housewives of the West Valley, <laughs> but we're not housewives. I
2: am not I'm married to my mother, so no thing.
0: <laughs> that that could be the the plot of your movie. Um, one uh-huh. of you has a rich uncle who dies. And you have to in, you inherit his his house in like Nantucket or something. You have to drive cross country, you know, in a car that whatever to to get the dream house and antics ensue. sue uh,
2: yeah, we could use my mom's Camry because that would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my god! That's-
0: and then you live there and just have comedy shows in it, and it ruins the whole property. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe a barbershop. I don't know. Okay, so we're going with Sue on a Mary's dream house.
1: Yeah, or it could be uh, comedy a go go. I think that's already been taken, hasn't
0: it? Comedy a go go yeah. sounds dirty. That's probably something Sally's into. I'm sure of it. What's the one with the guy that got is um
2: the dead guy that they carry around? The two. Weekend the, at
0: Bernie's.
2: <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. Weekend at,
0: Mary's,
1: yeah. Weekend at Mary's. Why am I Bernie? Okay. <laughs> I have
0: no idea. No, I don't know which. But who's the dead person? Me.
1: Yes, you <laughs> get it, Keats. Or- <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Comedy Oracle.
0: Comedy Oracle. Okay, we just got, we took a serious turn.
1: Like yeah, it too. yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Oh, Comedy okay.
0: Oracle. Um, great, let's
2: do it. I, I, I like Suwana Mary's Dreamhouse, though. I don't know. I like it too. That was such a natural,
0: just rolled no, right
1: out. Oh, let's vote. Okay, who votes Suwana Mary's Dream
0: House? I vote for right. it. Okay. okay. So- <laughs> unanimous i don't i don't even know if i get a vote but i just voted for it because it's the most fun one and i could see yeah. that movie happening you know um like oh or or like black sheep or something you know like the
2: <laughs> oh um black swan or something right
0: no i meant like the movie black sheep you know where they're they do the the david spade and uh chris farley do the, the road trip and it's oh like a road trip movie
1: Anyway, All right, I'm gonna have to go watch that. Then. But ours <laughs> would have way more stops at like day spa, Target, <laughs> nail, hair which is tour, what we do. <laughs> yoga classes. This is what we do when we tour. We, we actually—that's
2: what we did when we toured. We we did t- yoga class. We got our nails done.
1: <laughs> we
2: went to Target.
1: So many times. Ta- we went to Target in every city.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> Bought clothes. <laughs> what what a record to have. Um, <laughs> your girls okay uh ladies we've reached the end of the episode and uh right now if you want to plug anything if there's anything you want to plug
1: yeah let's plug well we'll plug our our uh podcast to comedy gals but we have a new episode drop every friday and this coming friday uh, it's gonna be brooklyn jones
2: yes brooklyn jones.
0: okay
1: yeah I'm awesome.
2: so funny. I mean, it's not a funny podcast, actually. We're just talking about the, all the shit. So yeah, like that. Mary has her show called Ready for Primetime, and mm-hmm. I have my show called Hot Medusa.
0: Nice. A lot of, uh, what do they call it? Uh, irons
2: the,
0: the, the phrase, irons in the fire. lot of irons in the fire.
2: And a um, movie to come.
0: Yeah, and the movie to come. Keep an eye out for Suan and Mary's Dreamhouse.
1: Oh. Great, we've got
0: to write that song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I get a writing credit in the. You certainly do. Yeah, and uh, I, you know what? I'll trade the writing credit for just like a cameo appearance. We'd lo- I'd love to have you be the dead guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can, can I be the dead uncle? That's like.
1: Well, we could do flashbacks when you're alive.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I thought you were just going to put me as like some, uh, you know, like. Uh... Later. Or, or like a liquor store uh, clerk or something.
1: Or uh, guy. <laughs> that,
0: that you accidentally hold up because you, you you your wallet is stuck in a paper bag or something and he thinks it's a gun and then he gives you all the stuff for free. And then you walk out and Mary's like, I got it for free. And then Suan's like, that wasn't free. The cops are coming. Let's get out of here. And then you're on the run. Like that's how all this plays out. I'm filming Louise. Yeah, guys, I'm already writing. I have all this in my head. I'm going to write it down and we'll do it um all right well that's been the, our show everybody uh, i'd like to thank our wonderful guests mary bouquet and suan weaver Yay. i have been thanks guys i have been your host keith graver check back next month for another episode of everybody's a comedian all
1: right Yay, keith. thank you for having us